Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. Last week was rough. As we all maneuver through the stock world, we also are living in and maneuvering through COVID. COVID impacted my family, friends, and myself. I appreciate the warm wishes, text messages, and prayers. It means a lot. More than you think. It was rough, and I was unable to get episodes out. You know, sometimes life takes over, and some things got to get pushed to the back burner uh, temporarily. So I do apologize, but it is what it is. Now... Get the mushy stuff out of the way. Uh, I had an episode last week in mind, ready to go, ready to be recorded. But it was based on some things that may be out of date. So I'm, I'm going to see how this week plays out. So without taking too much time from Penny Stock Guru's study session, I do want to say a few things. Right now in the OTC is a swing trading style type of method. A lot of money is flowing in the OTC, which is a great, great thing. But with that being said, it's more being swung than, you know, your long holes or your your massive bangers. Right. We haven't still saw any of those being capitalized on. For example, if a stock gives a date like I think it was like ICOA gave a date of when they're going to release news. There was a ton of buying up up until that date. The update happened. It was it was a solid update. Nothing too massive, but it gave you know people the impression that they had time to come back in. So those who swung the the notification of being uh, getting in there early and being able to swing it and play the news treated it like a swing play. So. Just keep that in mind right now. Understanding the market sentiment and what's going on in the market is is very key because I see some people still get frustrated that certain stocks aren't holding their gains, right? But if your plan was to hold long hold, there's going to be these peaks and dips. So you got to stay true to yourself or be able to adapt. Along with that, I think People are also trying to force the old OTC. They're looking for how the old OTC used to be. So their trading style hasn't adapted yet. So they got to, you know, weather the storm. You know, when when your style is old, eventually you're going to run out and you're going to burn yourself because you're constantly trying to force something that based on what it used to be. And you're not putting yourself in position to maximize what it is going to be. So those are things to keep in mind. If you notice towards the end of last year, I forget the episodes, but I started speaking about what's going to happen now that these stock tickers are current. And a few things have has happened that I said was going to happen. One, companies that are current but have no value, companies that are current that really haven't been able to execute anything or didn't have a way to fund anything that they wanted to do. They're now selling shares, right? They're diluting. So you have these companies who are increasing the authorized shares. And just because a company increases the authorized shares doesn't mean they're going to dilute. 
sometimes they do it to ensure if they do any deals that they still have like complete ownership of it which is understandable but majority of these penny stocks who increase the authorized shares you definitely want to keep your eyes on the share structure because if they start selling shares that is a key to many things and it also is a key to you know maybe the ceo is using the shell or using the ticker in these shares to you know live off of but then the other thing low float stocks with substance i still feel like are going to be life-changing stocks in 2022 i think that's going to be the trend right you're going to see stocks with amazing share structures complete deals have great news and they're going to have that 30 40 percent gain maybe 100 percent gain from time to time i think i think right now a lot of companies the they're lining things up and people may be a little impatient right so for example boxs if they're able to complete a merger deal with the lithium with that share structure i think that's going to be a beautiful play i think cluv was one that had a similar deal or uh, rumored to have a deal like that in, in line last year and it ran from like the penny to 44 cent now i'm not saying boxs will complete the deal because they from time to time had deals in place and for whatever reason nothing was completed but what i'm saying is companies with solid share structures those low flows if they complete something anything substantial those are going to be life-changing stuff. Let's not fall into these, if a company has 10, 20 billion OS that we really think that's going to run to millions. I mean, to the dollars. Come on. If the OTC taught us anything, it's great share structures, great news, solid information wins. All right. Now, along with that being said, there's still money to be made while you're waiting for your conviction place to turn around. But I wanted to just make sure you, everyone has a feeling up until this point for 2022 that they're understanding the, how important the market sentiment is. And by doing this, you can avoid a few things. And I promise you this will be the last uh, few things I talk about for this episode as we, and we'll get right into Penny Stock Guru study, study Session, Chapter 12. So you're going to avoid taking a loss to chase and make it back on something else. A lot of people do that. That was a big mistake I used to always do on my end. It's something I've held maybe, let's say, nine, ten months over a year. Tired of it. You know, I'm down. I didn't get out when I was green. And then I sell to get something else. Now, I'm chasing or I try to play the news on something else, but I didn't get in low enough. And so now I've sold for a loss on what I've held. And now I'm suffering another loss on what I've chased. So I've pretty much had a double whammy. Keep, in, keep that in mind. And then what makes it a triple whammy is this ticker that I held the first time for a very long time finally let, finally let out that news that I've been waiting for, and then it ran. I believe it was ENZC did that, and when it ran, I think it ran to like 40 cent, 30 cent. I can't re recall, but I just know that I held it for a very long time sold and not too long after it took off another thing is since the otc isn't what you know the what it used to be as far as it uh, all these massive runners people tend to grow impatient they get frustrated they feel like they have to do something 
not realizing sometimes the best action is no action. Think about that. Selling just to sell could cause you to be set back even more. And then the last thing, you just stop being a student. Many people, when things aren't going their way, they stop doing DD. They stop making calls, sending emails, reading books, studying charts. Now, I know for a fact when the OTC was up and it was hot, people were not, people were doing this constantly. But now, I can't tell. Think about this. If Michael Jordan would only have trained, if he knew for sure he was going to win an NBA title, will he be arguably the greatest player ever? How are you making yourself better if, if you're only going to do something when it's going good? So before I continue to overtalk, let's get to the primary reason for this episode, which is chapter 12, uh, 12 study session. As we only have a few chapters left, Penny Stop for Dummies book. I hope you've been finding these uh, study sessions helpful as you get to hear a different perspective. Please, we are read books, but we may, we may miss things, right? Your mind start wondering while reading. Sometimes you just don't understand it or you may have interpreted differently. So it's always good to get someone's perspective versus assuming you know everything. So if you don't mind, take time and enjoy the study session. Chapter 12. Happy Sunday to all. Uh, this is PSG. I'm back. I'm happy. I'm uh, Allergy still kicking my ass, but I do feel healthier. Um, I was able to beat COVID. I had the chills for a day. Um, luckily, and my symptoms um, outside of that weren't really uh, much. So I tested negative on Monday and I tested negative yesterday. So um, yesterday um, I did because you have to test in order to go to the games uh, course size. So it was cool to find out I'm still negative and that this is allergies living down here in Texas. Cedar kicks our ass. So without further ado, let's jump into chap chapter 12. Um, I'm hoping you all have been doing your reading because um, I don't really dress these videos up with too many flashy things because I feel as though the information is very valuable. I don't want people to get distracted on, hey, he has this, he's posting this or that versus you understand this market and become a student of the game. Um, you really make money work for you. You really don't trip about much because you know you can attain it. So um, that's kind of where everybody, I feel like uh, the disconnect is because they want to see the money, they want to see the cars, the homes versus if you understand and put in work with your process, um, you're not really losing sleep anymore about uh, money as much because you know how to make it work for you. So um, moving into chapter 12, um, I do feel like they do a great deep dive job of um, explaining the importance of branding. So um, within branding, um, they're going to tap on their pros and cons. And it's really important for a company to tell us the story, bring it to life and uh, almost dress it up for us as an investor. Um, this is my ninth year. And through experience, I've been able to see that companies that have good relationships with their investors and clients. Those typically be the ones that uh, they do better. Um, People are willing to stay around longer because of the transparent relationship. And um, I do think, and of course, financials and doing and some other various things, but I do feel like um, we'd be a fool to say relationships are not important. So with having important relationships, um, branding is very important because with branding, you're going to be bringing a, lot, bringing a lot of things to life. So you have to paint a picture to an investor of the level of importance um, and also um, a level of can you sustain in a competitive market? 
So I feel like these are very key features um, that you need to be aware of um, and when doing your reading to understand because you'll also tap into, I think um, chapter 10, we tapped on uh, the management team. So what's going on with branding, if the, are they going to be doing that in-house? Um, are they outsourcing that? I mean, there's a lot of details that really bring the idea and the the value of branding to life to really help a price per share. Uh, we want to know, can this product, can it continue to improve? Um, do we feel like it's one of the top superior products? I'll be honest, I'm if, it, if you're not having an attractive branding and label, you can't expect investors to feel um, almost attached um, to an extent because you, you, what, are you, what are you keeping them around for almost? So it definitely uh, has to be unique. Um, it has to add value, of course, as we tapped on, remain consistent. Um, it points out that every time a customer sees or interacts with a brand, it should be obviously similar. A company's colors, logos, and even its style must remain consistent. So you know with branding, um, far as consistency. So seeing things all the time, um, that begins to stick in a, a consumer's eye. Um, think about when you think about some of the top logos, I guess. Um, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, when you see these logos, it represents a whole organization of almost consistency, durability, and balance. So these are all important aspects when going into um, being on the branding side, whether you're running a company or on the investor side, seeing the value of a brand, a, um, a good brand. Um, the uh, book also taps on um, the relationships um, as far as feedback on products, reviews, all these things, all these things do matter and are important. Why would you want to invest in a product that doesn't have good reviews? They're telling you the product is faulty, it's having issues. How do you think as an investor you would feel about the price per share? So you really have to tie all these things into um, into account and take them um, deciding, hey, am I going to be buying this short, mid, or long term? Or just buying it and, hey, I'll start getting out on the way up because I am seeing the value in that competitive sector that they're going into or that they are in. And I can see with the management team that they have on, their resumes of, I mean, some of these sometimes might have worked with the Sony or Microsoft. They'll tell you that they might have been the lead head of that department of helping manage, grow a portfolio. All these things are very important as track record is everything in this market. So uh, don't take that for granted. Um, know about these track records with these uh these people that's coming on board because we've seen uh, some with some companies track records of doing reverse splits, raising the share structure, not being transparent. And you see they kind of bounce around with different stocks and have we're humans of habit and still in the market by knowing that you'll see that. They'll do the same thing over and over. So, shoot, would you be putting your hard-earned money into a company with a CEO or management team or poor branding team or a team that's not consistent, doesn't have good reviews from their customers? Like, these are all important things you really have to glue together when deciding, um, are you going to be putting money into this company? There's plenty of good companies out there. It's up to you to be able to find them. Let's see here. It was a good chapter. It's short. I believe it was only 15 pages um, tapping in onto 
the barriers of a new competition. Um, that's also a good one. Um, looking at the regulations, um, there are other competitors. There's another company even way up to be able to have things like um, high customer loyalty, um, technical uh, requirements such as road, uh, like it says, it says roadblocks include finding specialized staff and developing highly refined products. So it's a lot that goes into these companies. Uh, material availability. If a company needs resources, they are in high demand. Ensuring an adequ um, adequate supply serves as a barrier to entry. So being able to see, hey, do they already have these materials that another company might not even have? Are they able, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of different aspects that go into just looking at the price per share uh, per day of a company. Yeah. Uh, within the marketing strategy, um, they tap on um, as well um, the effectiveness of its efforts. It says, is the business spending money and time on an average campaign with mediocre results? Everything costs. Ideally, the market efforts of a company will augment sales or at least improve positive brand awareness among customers. So... It's important to, to take these things into account to be able to decide, hey, how long are you going to stay around or, hey, I'll get out now and come back when they're able to provide more value because I might not have the patience. So you have to be able to make that timeline in your head if you're going to have the patience to stay around and wait it out. Um, they tapped on uh, loyalty and nutrition as well. Um the attrition rate, uh, it's important to uh, be able to look at those things as long um, uh, along, I'm sorry, as well as customer turnover. Customer turnover as well. So um, I'm hoping you're doing your reading. Um, this does wrap up chapter 12. Um, I can't stress it enough. Um, those who are students of the game just simply uh, tend to do well. And that's not just with investing. That's with any approach to anything in life. So I'm hoping that uh, we can get a few that are on board and taking this journey to be a student as well. Because I'm a firm believer, the more people read this book and apply it at different points in it, that they can also, too, be able to not only pay it forward, but um, shoot, find the next runner for us. Um, no one's the sharpest tool in the shed. And in a market with plenty of tickers and different companies having different financials and also fluctuations of the market. Um, we're going through COVID right now. So it's just understanding how that affects the market. And now I feel like more than ever, you have so many ways to invest. I'm um, being able to understand you don't have to be in every aspect of investing as far as NFTs, crypto, um, stock options. I mean, it's so many things and you'll hear of people on the internet doing well, but you have to understand what works for you. And there's a million ways to make a million. So you don't have to be necessarily doing a whole bunch of things in the market, especially when you're new, because that, why would you try a whole bunch of different things that you're new at with your hard earned money? So I'm just saying, just make some of this stuff make sense as best as you can, because a lot of people are going to be aren't going to be giving the game out on the internet because shit, they just want you to buy their shares higher so they can walk away. So you've been able to understand the value, the timeline of a company, and if you have the patience to rate to wait around, it's very important. 
Sorry for my soapbox rant. I'm just hoping it helps a few. Um, chapter 13 we're going to be moving on to next week is called Technical Analysis with Penny Stocks. In this chapter, we will be focusing on trading patterns, um, using those to predict penny stock prices, understanding when technical analysis does not work, profiting by spotting specific trading patterns, excuse me, um, trusting technical indicators, and knowing when a trading pattern is failing. So it's, a, it's going to be a great chapter. Um, looking forward to it. Um, but this wraps up this week's and wish you all the best. PSG, I'm out. This concludes today's study session. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review of the platform you're listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that is pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.